0: Good morning. Let's um, pray a little bit first, just a moment to make sure we're in the right place with all this. Lord in heaven, thank you for all the things you do for us. Thank you for the life that you give us on earth. Thank you for the promise of heaven and thank you for the things that you teach us, the things that you show us, the things that you develop in our lives as this life on earth goes on. And the things that we can use to help our own lives, but also help the lives of others around us. Lord, we thank you for these things. We pray these things in your name. Amen. I don't know about you, but I was thinking this week as I was reading the scripture and putting things together, I was thinking of what it's like to go on the road, have a bit of a travel, have a bit of a journey. And... um, I guess there's a lot of people travelling at the moment. It's school holidays, isn't it? So, um, But the things we have to do when we go travelling, we have to plan, of course. We have to think about all the things that we need to take with us, and that can include a map, a road map. It can, can include making sure the car's all ready to go. It can also include making sure we've got the right tools in case things go wrong, or if you're like me, um, having that roadside service available in case you need it, because um, I'm not that good with cars. But... Um, And then we might just get on the road, and we might just go down that open road, and there we are traveling. And we might have a stop or two along the way, have lunch, have some rest, have a sleep overnight, those kind of things, have refreshment, have nourishment along the way. Um, We'll see all sorts of landscape as we travel, different things along the way, different things that will be interesting and some things we haven't seen before. We'll probably learn all kinds of things. Um, we might get a chance to do some worthwhile things, some interesting things while we're there as well. Some activities, um, some sport, or some other things that we might do while we're away. And eventually, after a long time, we'll reach our destination. And um, well, at least the GPS or the um, or the um, sat nav will probably tell us we've reached our destination. And um, We might like the place we're in or we might not. And we might even travel on to another place and we might even decide after a while to come back home again. Um, But there's a few things that we have to be sure of when we're travelling and that's that we obey the rules on the road um, and that we obey certain behaviours on the road um, so that we don't get ourselves killed and we arrive home safely as well. So that's, that's part of it. And um, to make sure also that, that at the end of the journey, um, often we're thankful for arriving back home again or we're safe after that long journey. And often we go and we tell everybody else about what great trip we've had and how thankful and how, how wonderful that trip's been for us. So back when we did our family trips, it was a bit like that when I was growing up. Um, uh, my parents would always, always seem thankful that we finally arrived home. I don't know whether that's because of the trip itself and the the break, or they were happy that they weren't trapped in the car with my brother and myself any longer. But anyway, I I think that was um, something to be thankful for. And then we often all went around and told everybody what a fantastic time we had. I remember bragging at school about some of the trips we had, some of the trips down the coast, some up the other coast. And, you know, we just enjoyed ourselves and we just told everybody about that. So I've been thinking about that this week, and I've been thinking about what the Christian life is like, and, and the life we live on earth as well. And I've been thinking that it's a bit like a trip, it's a bit like that, isn't it? That we, we, um, we find this, we've got certain guidelines that we have to follow, we've got certain maps and certain things that make life, that are meant to make life a bit easier for us, meant to make life easier to follow. And um, they, don't, they don't stop us from feeling pain and suffering and the kind of things in life that might make it difficult, but they do give us strength, and they do give us some sort of guidance in this, in this journey. And and I think, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about this as a lot. What Paul's talking about here, really, um, this is Paul's great challenge to the Colossians, and um, just a little bit of background, because I've already talked about Col- Colossae before in a previous uh, message. But Colossae was a, um, a town in. Um, what was called Asia Minor, which is now Turkey these days, and um, there was a lot of other communities nearby. And Paul's writing not only to this community, but he's writing to a few communities in this area. And I think the issue, generally, that theologians agree that he's addressing is there is some kind of false teaching in these churches, some kind of thing that's taking people away from what they normally would believe and trying to give people false idea about who Christ is or um, the way we live our lives. So 2,000 um, 2, years later we find some of those same things still happening in the world of course where the message of the gospel and the message of other things we know can become quite distorted. Um, I think Paul's really talking about here a whole new way of life. He in fact compares it to the previous verses. We're starting at verse 12 here but he compares that the previous verses are really about the things that are not so good in life. He talks about some of the vices, some of the bad things people are doing, like um, lying, like um, sexual infidelity, sexual immorality and things like that and also, um, you know, not being honest and and also talking roughly or coarsely to each other and, you know, know, just generally not behaving well towards each other. Every society and every religion um, has its own has its own kind of code of conduct, has its own values, has its own what we would normally call virtues. Now, I've done a lot of study in this. I've, I've, I did my honest thesis in virtue ethics within um, religious, religious practices and um, a comparison of Christianity and um, uh, Chinese virtues. That was my honest thesis, um, so it was quite a lot. But um, we might have the, the one about virtue. That's right. So just this is just an idea about what virtue is, and it's really... It's really, you could really say, um, you could really crystallise it down to being a good habit that we develop really in life, and um, as opposed to a vice, which is a bad habit we develop. Does anybody know how long it takes to change a behaviour? Um, is the I'm going to go a little bit more into talking about what I do in a minute, I will. Um, but anybody know how long it takes to change a behaviour in life? Hmm? Um, they say 30 days, but the, the actual evidence says 30 to... Um, to uh, Well, it ran about four weeks to six weeks, about 30 days to 45 days, that's right. So it, it, it does take a little while to change something, but hopefully, you know, with, with God and with the Holy Spirit, we can, we can um, kind of change things a little more. But it's something we continue to work on our whole lives. And um, Aristotle was probably the greatest of the Greek philosophers because he covered so many areas in his philosophy and um, virtue ethics is one of the ones he's most known for. And He, he, he and Plato both had a number of um, ethics that they talked about. In order for a community, a city, a uh, state to thrive, if people treated each other in such a way, it would make life a lot easier. And in a sense, um, Aristotle also told us that, actually, what we get out of this is, is something positive for ourselves, and we, we got what he called the good life, and the next slide, um, has um, talks about that, and it's eudaimonia, eudaimonia was the word in Greek, and it really means a good life. It really means a good, positive life. It can be said as human flourishing and prosperity as well, um, but not prosperity in a financial sense, more in a happiness and welfare sense. But Paul, um, these 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 great teachings were all around the ancient world of Aristotle, um, the Greeks, and and. Many years later, when Jesus um, came as well, but Paul would have known these teachings very well, being part of the greco Roman world so paul paul again um, likes to put things in context of the world in which he 's living in, and that's the great beauty of paul's writing that again he but he presents here Christian distinctive um, virtues so what we 're looking at here is is the great te- is the great words that we 've seen before, and that's the um great um, virtues that um, Nate just told us about so I'm not going to go too deeply into each of those but there's of course compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience and I really think Paul's also talking about of course he's talking about love here as well he's talking about love for one another but he's also talking about um, forgiveness and also tolerance as well and I think maybe forgiveness and all of those virtues are easier said than done they're they're harder to develop than they are to talk about in some ways Um, but i think forgiveness and tolerance are are often the hard ones for us to do and to love one another in the way in which paul says that jesus and we know jesus is asking us to do can be much much harder so i think what paul's really doing here is setting up a, a comparison of the old ways the ways we used to live or the ways christian community or the way you communities used to live before Christ came, and the ways in which they're to live now under these virtues and to behave in a certain way. Um, and, of course, the most important, as we've said, is love. That's, the, that's often considered in most religions, in most ethical codes, to be the cardinal virtue, love, benevolence, or um, that kind of higher order compassion. So it's considered to be in most religions, and no different here, of course, because the kind of love we're talking about is the kind of love that God has for all of us to love our neighbours, to be, to be part of a community and to love one another, to be tolerant, to be forgiving and to be all of those other great virtues. I don't know about you but I, I really it amazes me again and again how much Jesus brings these things into our lives when we think about him and we think about what he's done for us um, and what he continues to do in our hearts and the reasons why we here today, but of course we also Paul also talking about here the structure of an early worship service. If you, you know, look back to the to the um, verses um, 15, um, 16 really, he's really talking about a, a early pattern for a Christian worship service, and we can probably identify with some of that and the ways we're to practice to rejoice with hymns with with psalms and with songs and um, you know the presence of that kind of counselling and that kind of wisdom amongst each of us to each other when we need to do that or we feel the Holy Spirit is there with us to guide us through that. Um, The psalms, thankfully we don't sing the psalms so directly these days, some churches sing from the Psalters still and things like that but um, thankfully we have a few more modern songs as well which is great. So that worship kind of thing is a bit like we're doing here today and a bit like, um, again, Paul's calling the early community to be involved, to love one another, to show these virtues, but also to worship together, to also come and do those things um, for one another in, in the context of a Christian service or the Christian life or when we meet on a Sunday. But he also goes beyond Sunday, of course. He's talking about the week, what we do in the week, what we do when we're not here, what we might do on Monday to Friday or Monday to Thursday, whatever days we work, whatever ways we're active in the community, or also Saturdays, we might do some great volunteer activities on a Saturday. Now, I'm aware not, not everybody here is, um, is, is working. There's a whole heap of different lives that people have, um, from being very young, from being beyond that, before that commitment stage of um, doing things or children going to school or people going to uni or people that are in the workforce or people that have um, retired or semi-retired. So there's a whole range of people here. So I, I realise when I, when I talk a little bit about work and I'm going to talk a little bit about the work situation because I've been asked to do that. So I'm, I am going to talk about my own work and put it in the context here. But um, when I talk about work, um, please um, realise that Paul and myself and Everyone here is talking about the wider context of what we do during the week. It can be volunteer work. It can be anything we do with our time, pastimes, whatever we do, when we give that honour and thanksgiving to Jesus. And that's really what it's about. In doing all those things, we're giving that thanksgiving. And we should be proud to say that we're doing it, and it should be hold up to the standard of saying we're doing this in the name of Jesus. And so I think, I think that's important to remember that. Um, as we do whatever we do beyond the... Um, day here that we serve um that we think about the thanksgiving that to jesus as well for all the things he's done and the fact that we have things to do and the fact that we have many other things that we can do in life um i think we might look at the next next slide yeah <laughs> I, I found this a little bit funny i'm sorry to um, kind of distort a uh, kind of disney classic here but um i did i did don't blame me. I didn't. I didn't make this up. I just found it. But often the reason people go to work, of course, um, is to earn money or to pay off debts. And um, so, a lot of people are locked into the practice of work to do that. But there's so many other things we get out of work, isn't there? There's there's um, a purpose, a meaning, an identity. All of those things that work or volunteer work or have pastimes, even our enjoying things we enjoy like sports and things like that can give us in, in life. It's not just all about um, money. But unfortunately in the society we live in, that um, if we do work, then that's often what we're doing, paying things off or paying the bills at least. Um, so I will talk a little bit about um, myself, my, my vocation, my um, calling, if you like. And from an early age, I, I felt like I needed to understand myself and I needed to understand other people it's just I think it's just something that the spirit of God brought to me at a very early age so I've, I've spent a lot of time trying to understand how how people work and how people's brains kind of work and and so I did that from a very early age I I studied psychology um when I when I went to uni it was the first thing I wanted to study so I did four years of that I'm not a psychologist but I did four years of that um, and I learnt a lot. It was, it was really fantastic practice. But also working in the local community centre at Marion Church of Christ, I developed a lot of talking skills and helping people and counselling skills. Um, and I guess if I think about the last five years of my work, that's what I'm most proud of. I'm most proud of the work I've, I've done in counselling and in psychotherapy with people. So I've done a lot of work around that. And... The reason, the reason to me that is so important is because there are certain tools that we need for this journey. We need certain tools, we need certain things that can help us have a better life, have the kind of life Paul's talking about here, the kind of life Aristotle was talking about, that kind of better life. But to do that sometimes, we get caught up in all kinds of things. People, human beings get caught up in depression, anxiety, worry, um, work, work, work. Worries about work itself. Um, trauma. Some people experience trauma, grief, and loss. Of course, there's not many of us that don't experience grief and loss in life. And it's said that most of the population will experience some depression or anxiety, even mild levels, in their lives. So, what, what, what my what my practice is, what I do, or what I've done a lot of in the last five years, is really work with people not only to provide counselling and therapy and tools that can help them get through these things and to move to that sense of a better life or the life that they would like themselves to live, but also educational tools that are involved in that as well. We call that psychoeducation and that's really about teaching people skills and, and ideas and and things that will help them in their everyday lives when they're not when they're not in the therapeutic sense, when they're not receiving counselling, when they're not talking one-on-one to a therapist or a counsellor or a social worker then, or psychologists, then they're out there in the world. And like these virtues, they're things that we have to have in order to be able to get through the week, to be able to relate to one another, to be able to do well in community and be part of that wider community that we're part of. So, And also um, teaching people things like tolerance and teaching people things like um, how to deal with emotions because quite often they're the biggest issues, tolerating, bearing and being able to control our own emotions and again that's the kind of things Paul's talking about here about being able to tolerate our relationships with other people, being able to bear with other people of course and also being able to control our own emotions, not be angry but be gentle as as Nate pointed out before that gentleness. The best description I heard of that was um, when I was reading Tom Wright and he said it's like a it's like being a stallion a stallion or a a mustang or a a wild horse it's got lots of power but once it's tamed that power is under control and so it's those kind of emotions that we if we bear and we tolerate each other so so I feel a lot of my work has has centered on that so in a way I think there's a sense of me being able to um, communicate what Paul and the great teachers are saying, Paul and Jesus in particular are saying, through being able to do those things with people and being able to teach people those skills and learning myself as I do those things, learning about myself, learning about what I need to control, learning about my own emotions, learning about my own virtues that I need to build as well. So being in the workplace for me is important, not only for the money, but also important um, it's important for all of us for the money. But not only that, it's important so I can um, fulfil my calling, which is to help other people, is to help other people have a better life. And in turn, that makes a better life for me as well. It creates a good life for me because I feel that I'm doing something of worth and something of good to people. And whenever I can, I, I, do, I, do, I do share my faith. It's, it's not always easy because in the workforce we work in, people are not always open to that. They're more, they're more open to um, um, healing their own discomfort or getting on with their job if it's colleagues and things like that. But there are moments at which we can maybe talk about how it comes, how, how our skill set and who we are and the things we do come out of us, come out of us as people. So I think there are moments at which we can do that and, and when, I, when I can, I certainly do. Um, but it, it gets hard sometimes in the world we live in and they're the very things Paul's talking about here as well, why we're equipped for the journey, why we've got these skills, why we need the virtues, why we need to treat each other in such a way. Because the world outside is often, it will be hostile to us and it will it will bring all kinds of things to us that will be difficult to deal with. So having the skills to do that, having these virtues, having these um, behaviors and being able to bear with one another, being able to tolerate the situation in which we're in, and being able to control our own emotions is um, very important in this in this world in which we live in, um, because often we will um, have this resistance in the workplace in anything we do. But what a wonderful opportunity there is to Thanksgiving to give Thanksgiving to God and to share when we can as well, and share through our skills and the things we do, and um, when we're out there working. So for me, it's been a wonderful. Wonderful journey, a wonderful trip for me to be able to travel all that way, and to be able to accumulate these skills along the way that I can impart on other people, that I can um, teach or I can share with people in counselling situations. So for me, um, being a clinical social worker, being a, a being a um, counsellor, it's really how I how I share my um, my um, faith and the ways in which I I am in touch with. Um, the things that Jesus and Paul and these great scriptures have taught me. So uh, for me that's very important. Um, I just want to share a couple of other things because I really think um, we need to remember where we are and we need to remember that we are Christians and we are Jesus-centred folk and here we are um, each week doing these things. So, uh, and I also like to remind myself and remind us that we're, we're a Church of Christ. We're, called, we're under this banner of Churches of Christ. Which, which in itself um, is a, is an important thing because it's, it it kind of brings us it's a movement that was formed to bring us back to the very early stages of the church, the very the very um, essence of what the early church was about, and Jesus teaching, of course, and the gospel. So if we come back to that it's, it's, it's just I find that a really wonderful thing, and we have certain distinctives within churches of Christ, of course, and um, the one the one um, we'll, we'll share today is probably. Um, the one that's most appropriate that I, I really like here is the priesthood of all believers. And I think that's on the next slide. Yeah, yeah that's right. So this is, the general defi- this is the general definition of what it means. It means for everybody to serve, for us all to minister here, to all have our roles, all have our identity within the church. But also as we go out into the community as well to, to continue to bring the gospel to people where everybody ministers. And if we go on to the next slide, I really, I really like um, what Craig Brown says about this, I really think. Um, he's one of the great writers in Churches of Christ and I really, in the Eastern States, and I really love what he, he has to say about this. It's a few years ago, but it's part of who we are. It's part of our identity, where we all minister, where we all have a role. We all have a wonderful role. We all have spiritual gifts. We all have, when we all have the ability to build these virtues. We all have the ability to be kind to one another, to understand each other and to be part of this wonderful community. And above all, as we minister to um, each other and to people out in the community to show our thankfulness to Jesus for what he's done for us. So I always, I always, I always, as I said, I always enjoy what um, Tom Wright says. So I think, I think I just, I love this quote. His word is to be alive within Christian community. And his word, of course, is Jesus' word. Um, There is always more about the gospel and Christ's teaching to explore and discover and the different gifts needed in this community to draw out meaning and apply in the church's life. But not only in the church's life, also as we move out in the community and we do our jobs or we do the things we do during the week. There's many things we can give to other people and that includes the virtues that we have and the way we behave as Christians, but also this sense of thanksgiveness to Jesus Christ for what he's done. And so as we move out this week into this world with our sense of being Jesus-centred people, we really want to think of how we can encourage other people as well as encouraging ourselves in, in the things we do. We might not enjoy what we do, but how to find a sense of thanksgiving and thankfulness in everything we do um, during the week, whether it's in work or volunteer work or any of the pastimes we do. So there's um, two questions here, um, really for that, that I'd I'd be great to reflect on this week. What can you do um, this week um, to display Christian virtues or live your best life in Christ? So the best possible Person you can be, the best possible disciple you can be. How are you to do that? And um, I guess we've answered some of that with the virtues. But look again and see how you can apply those things in your own life. is is a good way, good question for this week for all of us. Um, And the other one is how how can we stay positive this week, giving thanks to God in all things we do. And I think the most amazing thing I think about again, I forgot to mention it before, but Paul was in prison when he wrote this letter. So Again, how, how is that a wonderful thing that this is coming out of such a difficult experience? Of course, Paul and Jesus never said life will be free of pain. And any therapy and counselling we do doesn't promise to take away pain. It promises more to help us tolerate. And the same with this teaching here, this, this great teaching. It's not telling us that life is going to be easy, but it's telling us that there's ways in which we can make it easier and better for ourselves and better for others around us that's part of the community being part of a community. So I think as we as we conclude and we think about the journey of life that we have, the journey of the Christian life, the journey in this Christ-centered life that we have, this Jesus-centered life we have, that there's many things we can do as we meet with one another, but as we meet with people in the community as well, as we go out and we do the various things we do during the week. So I think we have so much to be thankful for in Jesus. I know I do for the work I do, and I know I do in the many things that I do during the week, whether I'm teaching English um, sometimes, and whether I'm teaching students, or whether I'm going back to the practices of counselling and things like that, or if I'm involved in music, whatever I do, I try and find a way to thank Jesus. And I think that's the call for us today, to try and remember that beyond... Beyond this one day of Sunday where we're here worshipping together and sharing with one another, counselling one another, there's also a whole world beyond us that we can also share with. And I think that's what Paul's saying to us in this scripture and certainly Jesus is calling us to do. Shall we pray? Thank you, almighty God. Thank you that you call us to constantly be changed and to live a whole new life once we know Jesus, once Jesus comes into our life, that there's a whole new life for us. There's a whole new better way of living. There's a whole new sense of being part of a world that needs your love. It It needs us to be people of your love, people of virtue, people that do show the kinds of, love and the kinds of behaviour that you would like us to show other people but also to be kind to each other kind to one another by the use of these virtues by the use of these great teachings and these great character traits that you want to give us these values thank you for the words of Paul here and thank you for the reminder that love is the greatest of all these things. That love is the great gift, the great spiritual gift, but also the great virtue as well. The great thing that we can wrap around and clothe ourselves like an outer garment, this garment of, of um, love. And thank you that we, as a community, can meet here regularly, we can worship, we can share songs and psalms and spiritual teachings, we can share all those things with one another. It's such a great privilege to do that. But we thank you also that we're able to do whatever we do during the week, whether that's work or whether that's life, that we can do things like earn money because they do help us in some ways have a better life. But there's so many other things that we get out of doing work or pastimes, identity and who we are and a place in your world and being part of your mission as well is probably the greatest of all. And we thank you that we are able to say that we do this all in your name, in the name of Christ. So now we do thank you, we give thanksgiving to you, and we ask that you bless us in the name of Christ. Amen.